you're listening to The Tech Box. Welcome everybody to episode 19 of The Tech Box. Uh, we're back from our pub episode. So it's me, James Honeyball, and I've got with me Richard Yates. Good evening, Richard. Yeah, good, good evening. Uh, yeah, it was a smashing time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, yeah. Much merriment was had. Yeah, lots lots of fun, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I had a great time and uh, yeah, it, it didn't puncture the ethos of the group at all, did it? It was, uh, it was great fun. Yeah, and it was uh, good to finally meet everyone face to face if we've been uh, talking to remotely for uh, six months. Yeah, I mean it was, it was great, and you know, uh, Rich came down for the day from Yorkshire. My goodness, what a what a, and a marathon thing! And and we had a video call with uh, with Mumbai and Mayuri, didn't we? So yeah, and uh, and had a, a drop in from from our friend Steve Litchfield and Neil Gilroy. So, yeah, it was a very nice evening. I really enjoyed it. It was just such a pity to have to get up at 7 o'clock the following morning. Yes, yeah, it was. I somehow managed to forget, forgot to uh, set an alarm, so I did get at least a small lie-in. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd been at work for an hour when you you, uh, you sort of came up and said, oh, yeah. did I forget to set an alarm? I, I think you probably got it right, actually. It's a, it's a shame I had to go into work by the hour. That's, that's just bad bad timing. I, I blame Andy. He really ought to organise his diary to suit us a bit better, shouldn't he? He should, really, yeah. It's... Uh... But it's good uh, to see him. Good to see him in person because we don't often get to do that. No, no. I mean, every time I see him, there's less of him. If we have these these dudes for very many years, he's 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 vegetarian diet disappeared. Disappeared. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he and he looks younger all the time as well. So he does. Uh, yeah. But but I mean, you know, he's going he's going native, isn't he? Uh, to, to say that that uh, the place he's just bought a, a flat in is is a very old place. I need to discover it was founded in 1840. Is a, yeah, definitely the slippery slope. Yeah, I think we're losing him to uh, to Trump's America. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we've lost him actually, but never mind, never mind. All good fun. So we had a good evening. It was a, a, a good chinwag, wasn't it? And uh, yeah, well, here we are back afterwards, probably thinking, oh, a bit tired now. But there we go. I've had an exciting afternoon. I mean, I, I very nearly got scammed on on Twitter this oh, afternoon. Oh yeah, this was quite interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just goes to show you people what what can happen. Um, I was responding really to a, a, a tweet from John Morris who said. Uh, did you know that unless you're on an EE Max plan, it looks like you're restricted to uh, two megabits a second when you're roaming abroad? Um, and uh, I made this this comment, and, and EE came back to me uh, on Twitter and asked a few questions about, you know, what was the like, tariff and whatever. And about five minutes later, I had a, a direct message from what looked to all intents and purposes like a, a genuine EE account, um, asking me, um, you know, what was my uh, phone number. Um, and they look at the accounts and see what they could do to sort it. Um, and, uh, you know, I went along with that. I'm not entirely sure I'm happy that I gave them my phone number. At the other day, it's a phone number. I don't think very much can be done with that. Um, and the next thing that came back was, well, okay, that's fine. We've got your account up. But in order to verify you, we need the details of the uh, card that's associated with your account. You know, we need the uh, card number, the uh, the three digits off the back, the expiry date, the name. And I'm thinking, this is a very strange thing for them to say. So I played along a bit and sort of said, well, it's a business account. There isn't a card associated with it. Uh, it's paid for by direct debit. And, and I mean, you saw the reply made, made, made you laugh, didn't The reply to this was, oh, it doesn't matter. Any card details will do. Yes. Um, and that's the point you start to think, hmm, <laughs> been here, done that, got the T-shirt. But it looks really efficient, didn't it? You know? The thing that makes me so mad 
and sad about this is that how many people would quite happily go along with that? If you're told to do something by an EE logo popping up on your Twitter direct messages, you're just going to, a lot of people are just going to go into autopilot. I'm bound to admit that I came reasonably close to that because at the time that this message appeared, I was actually holding out a a phone call waiting for somebody to to come back to me. And um, I kind of started down the line and then I thought, hmm, there there is something really a bit odd about this. It doesn't look quite right. But I mean, if you look at the sort of the the account and and then you go into the the, uh, sort of about page, the profile page, it really had been done, you know, quite nicely from that point of view. Um, the one or two giveaways, like total number of tweets equals zero, and created today. The account, account was created this afternoon at two o'clock. I mean, I should try and find out when I made the original comp- complaining comment, shouldn't I? Really, I to do that. You know, I almost wonder whether this account was set, set up especially to scam me. Actually, it was. Uh, you, you could get quite paranoid about it, couldn't you? Really, but um, no. So that was a something, something probably rather unwelcome that I could have done without somebody trying that one on, and and and. It, just kind of goes to show how easy um, these people find scamming you on, yeah. on things like like Twitter, Facebook, and whatever. Because uh, it looked very, I'm bound to say, it looked very convincing. I was. This is the thing. I think you know people who are you know massive techie nerds, which I think me and yourself fall into that category. We're just about staving this kind of thing off. Just about. Yeah. But I think, I think anyone else is. I mean, I think that they're they're doomed. It, it would it would have uh, it would definitely have had quite a lot of people. I think. I mean, I mean yeah, it, it, it but only needs it, to get some, doesn't it? Only needs to get well, yeah, five percent, ten percent, and it's a nice little learner. It, it yeah, precisely. It, it didn't get me, but if I hadn't had a slight alarm bell ringing, it it could well have done because it it looked close enough. I think. I think that's really yeah. the thing. It it it, it was genuinely quite a believable thing yeah i mean i just it just makes me so mad that people think that that is a viable way to make money and to conduct themselves and it's just completely out of order yeah it is completely out of order but then on the other hand that sort of fraud has uh, you know always existed hasn't it it's not um yeah it's it's not that unusual right let's just see what the first time that first time that the the genuine account replied to me can i get the time off this was yeah, I mean, listen to this, James. This is this is quite impressive, impressive, isn't it? Really, I um, see so she's the first of these tweets. Yeah, so I I I had the first reply from EE, the genuine EE account, at two o nine p.m. That was in reply to me making this comment at one fifty three p.m. Yeah. Now, can you see the the picture I sent you earlier of what time this yeah, profile was? Yeah, two twenty, wasn't it? No, no, it was one fifty five. They actually created the account pretty much there and then, especially for me, is my guess. And and I'd guess that if you go have a look at it now, it probably hasn't done anything else and never will do either. Yeah, it's just very too dodgy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Any any card, you know, pick a card. I mean, you know, there's still mm. no tweets or whatever. I don't obviously know how many direct um. Right, messages that might did you be, report it as spam? I think that's yeah, about the yeah, minimum that you can. Uh, but, but that's all you, you can, can do. do. You can't yeah. really, you can't really do anything to to attack it. So, um, yeah, it's kind of you really need a bit more easy. than you need something a bit more than spam, though, don't you? A spam button is one thing, but spam is normally fairly harmless. This is yeah. um, pretty yeah. pernicious. Yeah, you really, you really want a, a, a warning. This is a phishing attempt, don't you? Really? Yeah, so you can yeah. actually sort of say to. Um, to Twitter, you need to have a look at this. But, yeah. Um, 
So there you go. That's the, okay. that's the slightly sad side of tech from from this week. So should we talk about something a little bit happier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. What you got? So as uh, you'll know, I went to Cuba on a holiday, and it yeah. was all very nice. And before I describe Cuba, I thought I'd mention uh, that I did actually. I couldn't quite decide what device to take. Could I last time when we were talking? I was thinking maybe P2, maybe Pixel 2. And uh, in the end, I ended up getting a new phone, which I kind of, um, you know, berated myself a little bit for. But I was so impressed by Andy's um, singing the praises of the V30. And I had always fancied a V30 as well. So I thought, okay, you know, I have just sold all these things on eBay. You know, okay, I'm not going to pocket all the profit because I'm going to be spending some more of it. But I'll go out and I'll get a V30. So I went out and got myself a rather nice, very dark blue v30 uk model so 64 mm-hmm. gig a gig of storage and um uh only single sim but it is absolutely it is absolutely wonderful it's kind of everything you'd want from a android phone uh i mean i have put the um nova launcher and the google keyboard on and i'm using those google cameras um that you get off the pixel but uh, apart from that um, you know, the LG stuff really isn't getting in the way, really. I mean, it's not quite as silky smooth as the Pixel 2, but, you know, that's kind of an LG trait. Um, the, the cameras on it are really good. And I, the one thing that I will say is that I'm now a complete convert of the wide angle uh, yeah. camera. It's just so useful. You just don't realize how useful it would be until no. you actually got it available. Everybody who tries it loves it, don't they? Yeah, that, and that's the it, thing. It just persu- it persuades me that if uh, the telephoto is needed for the better portrait shots, that the, the cameras with the telephoto lens tend to be producing the better portrait shots. So I assume it's used um, as part of the calculation. It's easier to do it when you've got one as a telephoto. I think we really do need these three sensors on the back of our phones we need a telephoto we need a wide and we need a normal i've got a, an iphone 10 um i've had a galaxy note 8 but what i actually found was that i didn't really like by uh, with, with one or two exceptions i didn't really like the result of using the zoom on them um you know it didn't seem to produce a a, a huge advantage i mean yeah there is a, a genuine two-time optical zoom and that obviously is an advantage but but I, I, the numbers of occasions where I found I was actually using it and, and gaining something for that, it was it was kind of like one of those things that was getting in the way of what I was trying to do rather than uh, yeah. assisting it. Whereas the wide-angle lens, like you say, it's yeah, it's just great, isn't it? It really, really enables you to suck in huge amounts of, of, uh, of um, subject matter. And yeah. some of them are just quite beautiful. They really are really lovely pictures that it comes out with. They've done a good job with it. Yeah, and it goes to show that actually the content of the photo is more important than the out-and-out quality of the sensor because the actual quality of the sensor on the wide angle isn't as good as the quality of the sensor on the normal yeah. one in that um, it's not, what is it, it's not, is it like fixed focus or something? Yeah, or I it's so. it, it, You're right, but I mean, I think, I think to be honest, both LGs and HTCs have been really quite underestimated in, in recent years. Um, I, I mean... I think the uh, HTC 10 was, a, was a, a quite decent camera. The U11 is definitely a, a better than quite decent camera. It's a good camera. Yeah. I took lots of pictures I was very happy with with the LG G4 and G5, 
Uh, yeah. Ever since I got the G6, the weather hasn't really been the greatest for taking photos, but hopefully that's going to improve. Um, but but yeah, I think LG gets a. Uh, it, it's it's hard to see quite why it isn't closer to Samsung than it is in terms of sales. I think. I mean, I suppose some people don't like the um, the customized software, but then. I always think with Samsung, I, I I really like the Samsung hardware, but the customized software, it's mm, just a bit too much, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, even better. Even though it's better now, it's still not not really great, is it? No, I mean, and I honestly haven't had to go to town on this LG. Normally, when you have a Samsung, you got to spend what two hours decluttering it. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I think I spent about ten minutes on this um, V30. I've got sort of you know, most of the rubbish out of the way and, you know, new launched and everything else. I, I'm sure I didn't spend very long on it at all. And it's um, you've got to, you've, it's you've really got the usable now. Hmm. I did. I mean, the launch is that stretchy one where you it stretches towards the edges, which I, I don't think is great. I think you can change it, actually. I think you can, um, you know, you can set what the transition is and all the rest of it. Or you certainly used to be able no, to. I on I so I've never felt it so objectionable that I felt a need to, to be honest. I think it's just because I've got, this I'm now a convert to this to Nova launcher, so I have a particular set of settings which yeah. I really quite like. Yeah, that's that including um, which I think I showed you at the um, pub meet. The sort of the drag down in the middle of the screen to bring up the app search, yeah. which is very, very similar to, to iOS, iOS yeah. and I find that quite useful. And um, and I quite like having the the Google Now pane on the left, which you can do with um, Nova with a little bit of tinkering. So. Um, yeah, I've got it all set up really nicely. I've never had any problems with, uh, I haven't put any problems with anything. The battery is fine. The, the DAC on it sounds absolutely brilliant, yeah. you know, as expected. Even to my rubbish ears, the sound is very good. Yeah, it's just, you just get that feeling that it's not straining and it's got plenty in reserved and everything is nice and composed. You know, that's yeah. kind of like yeah, the yeah, sense it, that it, I get. There's loads of power. You can feel the power, can't you? It's, yeah. Uh, you know, things are snappy. They don't tend to sort of get bogged down or, or whatever. I mean, I've always been very lucky. I, 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 I genuinely don't experience lag, but I think the reason I don't experience lag is I never put any games on. I, I just never got into gaming. Um, I don't use terribly many heavy duty visual effects things. And I suppose I don't put enough strain on it for it to, to actually sort of complain too much, which uh, just my good fortune, I guess. But it, it um, yeah, it's a really fast, responsive. It's an enjoyable phone to use. I like, I, I do like it. I, I, I must say, I do like it. I, I have got the um, dual SIM uh, version with the obviously the bigger memory and whatever. Um, but that's only because I, I had the opportunity to get it uh, from somebody I know and trust. And, and you know, it was a bit of a case of before I do anything with this, do you want to buy it? And my my question was, where do I send the money to? Usual place. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I, you know, I'd been on the verge of getting one for several weeks when the opportunity to get this one came up, and yeah, I'm really, really pleased. With it. I, I am desperate, really, to get some some nice weather to go and get some photographs, but that'll come. It, 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 it'll get there. Yeah. So, um, I suppose before I move on to the nice weather that I did manage to give it uh, yeah, a bit of going jealous. in. The one thing that I thought was a little bit disappointing that actually I think I've had with LGs before is that they don't seal the box. So you always feel like you're getting a second-hand yeah. phone. Yeah. 
And uh, it even when I opened it, it even had some fingerprints on some of the stuff inside, which you normally don't get with a sealed um, box. I mean, I I don't think it was, um, you know, pre-owned or anything like that. There's certainly nothing wrong with it. But it does just kind of take the edge off um, that first 10 minute experience where you're kind of breaking the seals on everything and unwrapping it and everything's totally pristine the, the full Kevrite and wonderful experience. the full Kevrite experience yeah so it, it, you it, can't do that with an LG it's funny though the last time I bought a new phone was the iPhone 10 um, which is causing me a lot of grief at the moment and which is going with me to the Apple store tomorrow but that's another story um, and, and I didn't really have that feeling then because the store opened it and, and put a screen protector on it and whatever and sort of handed it to me already sort of, um, well, obviously it had fingerprints on the guy could only put a screen protector on without touching the, the phone. He didn't get any on the screen, did a good job of that. Mm. Um, mm. But it, it uh, just, yeah, I, I, I must go and buy something new. I, 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 I mean, looking at some of the phones that um, Mike had got, some of his Chinese phones, um, I've had quite a few Chinese phones over the years. I quite like Chinese phones, and I quite enjoy the flashing ROMs onto them and the yeah. tinkering around them. Yeah. But, but it's been a question of not having time for the last 18 months or so. Um, I've got um, uh, a Mi Max 2, which uh, uh, it doesn't have an official lineage version, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, so the result of that is that if you want to do it, you've, you've really got to go get it fairly hard. And, and before yeah. I try it, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm quite capable of it, but before you, before you try it, you need to sort of spend an hour, hour and a half getting your ducks lined up in a row so that you know exactly yeah. what you're doing. It's not as yeah. it's not as simple as if you can just sort of go, right, here's my bespoke package, click the installer, and hey, presto, you've got the new operating software on there. It's a little bit more complicated. And I just haven't had time, but but it must be said, some of, some of the stuff Mike brought with him, you sort of think, well, yeah, you can get an awful lot of these for the price of an iPhone. Yeah, especially if they are friendly to having custom ROMs put on them. Yeah. I think um, oh, yeah. we all know that... Um, getting a custom ROM or getting the, a decent custom ROM on some of these phones is an absolute ordeal. And that's not really something that I'd want to necessarily get into, but certainly the value is so much and it is good fun putting different ROMs on and stuff. So some of the phones that we were looking at, yeah, it'd be great to get one, put some ROMs on there, have a play about, you know, put a different ROM on there. And I think we mentioned it uh, the other day, Sate the desire for a new phone all the time just by you know throwing a new rom on there that's always uh it's always interesting isn't it to uh put a new version of a rom on or put a different rom on and see the differences and have a little play about yeah yeah it is i i used to have quite a lot of fun doing that back in the days of the what was it the galaxy s2 or maybe the s3 i don't know um i put some roms on like htc desire which was a, a lovely phone but by golly, getting a room onto one of those was hard. <laughs> it really, you know, mm. it was. It was down to copy these forty-seven lines of Linux code. Okay, yeah, fine. Like, you know, bit by bit, and, and you get there, and you press press enter, and you think, oh, thank goodness for that. I've got past the worst of that. And then it goes, now, now into these twenty-three lines of code. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I remember on one occasion sitting there about an hour or so in, and I'd got a phone that essentially was going to do nothing until I finished the process. Um, and I'd been, I'd been entering commands that I only very vaguely understood for well over an hour. And I was thinking the chances of this actually coming back to life at the end of all this are, are really quite small. But, but it actually has to be said that the commands were good, were good and it did come back to life. Uh, I, I love that phone. But, but yeah, some of the Chinese stuff, you know, you've, you've got this issue of is it ringing home all the time? Well, uh, I know when I had a, a Meizu a few years ago, 
Um, I have a, a couple of apps on there that uh, Joey Fallon recommended to me, and, and and that basically monitored what it was doing. And, and the only sort of phoning home it ever did was the online storage because it had a, it came with its own online storage account. Well, right, you know, no no doubt that People's Liberation Army was was reading what I was saving on there, or or photographs I was taking of some dodgy meal or another in a pub in Dublin, or or whatever it may have been. Um, but you know, it's a bit of a case of well, am I that bothered? I suppose. I suppose. I mean, people have to accept that uh, the level of phoning home and government intervention into your uh, online life and your phone life is the same for all of the governments. You know, so the American government, the Russian government, the UK government, the Chinese government. You know, they're all into this aren't they and yeah. you know they have varying different levels of uh you know permissions that they have to acquire through various court systems and all the rest of it to actually go to a company and demand these things but they do go to these companies and demand these things and they get it and that's just the world we live in at the moment yeah i think that's right i mean it, it, it's interesting if you look at the sort of the vision of the smartphone that, that nokia had it was for a device that was basically self-contained, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, if if your connection to the network went down, your functionality would be a little bit limited, but broadly speaking, you could still do most of the things that you would want to do. Whereas we're living in such a different sort of situation now where the moment you lose your connection to the internet, 80 90% of what your phone's capable of is immediately stopped because it, it, yeah. it, it no longer can talk to the mothership. And... and that talking to the mothership is a point at which our data is bought and sold and intercepted and yeah. transferred. I mean, you know, this week's sort of thing about, about Facebook, I can't honestly say that I'm too surprised about that. What I, what I can say is um, I went in and, and checked my um, Facebook security settings. Now, I, I've got to say, my, my use of Facebook is almost zero. Um, and really, it started off, I used to do it so as a quiet means of watching what my then teenagers were up to, and that, that's 10 years ago. I, I, I use it very little, but I was quite surprised to discover that having several months ago gone in there and, and switched all the security settings to ones that I, w- I could live with, the whole yeah. the whole layout yeah. of the security settings had changed, and lo and behold, because they weren't quite the same as before, all of yeah. my permissions had been... Uh, Reset re- back to the default yeah, or introduced to, yeah, as yeah, new or whatever. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. You just think, hmm. The thing about that, the thing about this whole um, Cambridge Analytics and all of the furore over Facebook is, is unfortunately, it is a tool that is just used to propagate this, you know, all this kind of reactionary, populist, you know, horrible, you know, stuff. And that just gets churned out by people on Facebook all the time. But on the other hand, I'm loath to just close it down and delete my account and everything. But because there is a real benefit to me in seeing what my friends and family are up to, seeing pictures of holidays, pictures of kids, you know, I don't want to just, you know, close that away from me and not have access to that. So it's a, a, a really horrible situation at the moment where to get access to that because it is basically the only way to get access to that you have to be on facebook and facebook is used as a tool for propagating a lot of propaganda yeah yeah i mean facebook is, is just about the only only communication i have with with one of my cousins who 
Um, it's not it's not a case of, of we've had any sort of falling apart, but we we live far enough apart that we don't tend to see each other. Uh, uh, my parents and, and her parents now live in opposite ends of the country, so we no longer meet up at, at, at sort of family get-togethers. And and actually, Facebook, you know, we have the odd, odd little chat every month or two, um, and that's really as far as it, it goes. It's you know, I suppose actually the, what I'm saying here is it's about time I got off my backside and went to see my cousin. But yeah. but you know, it it it, it is something that that. You know, even though I don't use it very much, I do use it a bit, and I do still communicate a bit. And I don't actually want to go to the extent of deleting it, but I don't, I don't want to actively spying on me either. Yeah. Um, but then Facebook's a funny place. I mean, I, I don't know. Do you have your real birthday on Facebook? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You see, I don't. I, I changed my real birthday, and and I think I took the year. I think I took the year off it. Yeah. Yeah. My my wife uh, two months ago got congratulated on her twenty uh, first by Facebook, which. Has to be said, was a, a bit of a surprise to me, but still. Um, but no, I mean, I, I, I changed my birthday on Facebook, and and so now I get. It's interesting. You can soon find out who's skimming Facebook for your information yeah, if you do yeah. that, because everybody emails you and wishes you happy birthday. Well, certainly when I when I set it up, and I think this is probably the case, so similar to you, in that it's probably reset everything back to fully public or whatever. But I had it so that unless you were my friend, you couldn't see any of my information like my birthday and stuff so i probably need to go back and check that yeah i, I mean you probably do because I, I i certainly had all that set quite quite definitely had all that set and right okay so yeah it'll be the same for me strangely then. it all got yeah it's strangely well i know it's all switched back on but great chunks of it were switched back on and you think well how did that get like that mm. the answer is because they no doubt slipped an update through and on page 17 of the update notes there's a little line written in something that's supposedly English, but actually doesn't make any sense, and you don't realise its significance. Yeah. But, but yeah, they 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 very conveniently have slipped several things like that through, haven't they, over the years? And um, I think, uh, I guess it's kind of inevitable. Everybody everybody owns your data except you in in the uh, 21st century, doesn't it? You know, you yeah. you store your photos on Google Photos. What they're actually allowed to do with them is is horrendous. Yeah. The fact the fact that by and large they're a responsible company and don't do many bad things with them and and as a result you get a service and and maybe that's a fair uh, quid pro quo but i mean for example i store my photos on, on google photos um i'm aware of the fact that they have got all sorts of rights to do what they want with my pictures but i bet most people who who, who do that or if not most people an awful lot of people who do that aren't actually aware of what they're agreeing to yeah especially as uh, a lot of phones have that uh, Google Photos is the default gallery. I know you don't, obviously not on yeah. an LG or a Samsung or something like that, but more and more people are using the uh, stock, in inverted commas, uh, Android, and that Google Photos is very prominent. Yeah, uh, that's right. Which, you know, for me and you, we understand what we give and what we receive, and we're quite happy with that um, with that agreement. Yeah. I think all of this... Um, all of this bad feeling uh, around Facebook and Twitter as well uh, means that it, that's why Instagram has become so popular, I think, because it is primarily your personal photos being displayed. Mm. That is being used as a social, social network now probably more than any other or certainly amongst, um, you know, a large chunk of people and it's not hard to see why because you don't get all the nonsense on instagram or you get very little nonsense on there trouble is instagram is is part of uh, facebook same way as well absolutely you don't really know what they're you know what they're skimming i mean i I thought it was interesting that the one of the guys who founded whatsapp um 
Oh, yes. Uh, he actually was saying on Twitter, <laughs> you should delete your, your Facebook account, which I thought, considering he sold out to Facebook for uh, however many millions it yeah, was. he's probably got a considerable amount of Facebook stock. He doesn't really want to be saying that, yeah, does he? Unless maybe he sold them and this is his sort of, yeah, boo, I'm off. But, um, yeah. If you've got people like that saying, well, really, I think you should be getting rid of your Facebook uh, account, that's... um. It's sort of worrying because he sold his platform yeah. to Facebook on the basis that, uh, you know, they promised they wouldn't do anything like that. Ooh, makes you wonder. Let's hope that I, I always assumed that Zuckerberg had a conscience and was generally a decent person whenever I've heard him speak. So hopefully he will put his foot down and get Facebook's house in order. And the same thing needs to happen on Twitter as well. So I think both of those two social networks are potentially great and they've been wrecked by uh, a certain number of people gaming it pretty easily and you know one example was what we just talked about at the beginning Mm. about uh, your experience on twitter but they really do need to put those things um in order so let's move on to happier things such as cuba Cuba. i i I watched you all all, uh, large parts of your journey to cuba on um flat radar 24 uh it's yeah. got to be the best 79p when I got that app. And, and, and I've had so much fun out of it. While you were away, my uh, son who lives in Norway was uh, going on a, a business conference from Oslo to Trondheim. I watched that. Um, and I've you know, watched my brother come come home. He lives in Italy. It's um, It's been really quite a fascinating little app. But the amount that you can find out, I mean, <laughs> it's actually quite incredible to sit there thinking, well, this is a graphic of a plane taking off on a runway halfway yeah. around the world. And, yeah. and more to the point, it's actually right, you know. So Yeah. So, Don't they delay it by five, ten minutes um, or something? But uh, it's pretty only much over parts, as close as you need it to United be. Parts of the United States they do, uh, in which, in which right. case the, the, the um, icon of the planes is a different colour, so you know it's not live. Oh, but, right. But, wow. But okay. most of it is actually live, yeah. So you know, you literally, um, you literally can sort of say, well, planes at the end of the runway taking off, sort of thing, or oh, it's it's landed now. Um, it, it, yeah, it's quite funny. I, I've 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 used it uh, sitting in the airport lounge when when I've been waiting for a plane just to try and assess how real time it is. And, and all I can say is I've always thought it was pretty much real time. It's you know you sometimes get a loss of data when it actually lands or something, and the the plane is at two hundred feet for about five hours. <laughs> But, right, but generally yeah, speaking, yeah. It, you know, you can actually time it down to the ground looking at the display and, and the altitude and whatever um, showing map must be right. So, yeah, all, all fantastic stuff. So, yeah, I, I watched you, uh, you fly over the Bahamas and, and land on this little tiny peninsula, which I assume has a large barbed wire fence cutting it off from the rest of Cuba. It doesn't, actually. And um, I think I was there uh, with a, uh, a couple that were saying that the last time they went to Cuba, it was very much like that. It was very much like we're going to keep the tourists uh, in this tourist area, and we're basically going to fence them off and um, not let anybody in there except the tourists and the and the people working for that. But it's absolutely not like that at the moment, or that I could see. I mean, I only went to what I would probably describe as um, tourist areas and uh, drove through. Uh, the non-tourist areas, but I think generally um, it's not too um, authoritarian like that, or certainly I didn't see any evidence of that. But it's an absolutely wonderful place. Five hours uh, difference in the time zone, so going there is is actually okay. You're just sort of staying up late, but coming back is a real killer because you lose that five hours, and mm. I'm no good at sleeping on the plane, so 
coming back was not a very happy journey. But the plane itself, uh, tech-wise, um, was a triple seven, and it had a very mm-hmm. nice uh, screen. You know, sometimes the screen is like small and blurry and horrible, but it had a nice kind of probably was about probably about seven inches. You know, like a but the screen quality, the screen quality was nice. Had nice contrast on the rest of it. I did have my um, Samsung Galaxy Tab uh, for both legs of the journey, uh, mm-hmm. fully loaded up with stuff, so I didn't need the uh, in-seat entertainment. But if I did need to use it, it was it was absolutely fine. Um, so got there. Uh, I was really lucky with the weather, so I had pretty much thirty degrees and sun uh, for all seven days that I was there. When, given that I think you were having the first beast from the east when I was there, that was yeah. uh, very yes, nice. You, you were away the right, definitely the right time. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I did get the mini beast after returning, oh. but uh, it was good to avoid uh, the snow and the chaos and, you know, be sat on the beach with uh, 30 degrees and a nice breeze on me. That was quite nice. And, and you, to your surprise, you found you got Wi Fi in your hotel room, didn't you, as well? I did, yeah. So I was, I, I suppose. Well, I think we had that discussion where we were saying it'll be good because I can completely switch off from the world and the internet and just enjoy my holiday. But because uh, you could get Wi-Fi at the resort and a few other places outside the resort, the temptation was just too much. Yeah, so yeah, I can completely understand that. I don't think I could do that. So it's probably worth describing how it works out there. So they've got a uh, nationalised uh, telco uh, mm-hmm. and you get these little... Uh, scratch cards which you buy for a pound and or uh, the Cuban equivalent of a pound and you scratch off the password on it and you go onto a captive portal and you have to type in the password that's uh, on this scratch card and that gives you an hour of internet and the interesting thing is uh, it was completely uncensored from what I could see Uh, there was only one site which was eBay uh, which for some reason was blocked or I couldn't get to it but uh, unlike in Egypt, uh, which I went to uh, recently, you could get v- you could use VPNs no problem. So you could v- if you wanted to. I was Ooh. checking something on eBay and I switched uh, Tunnel Bear on and got to it no problem. So that was uh, quite interesting. I thought that there wasn't. I was ex- given that it was this you know communist government run um, internet. You'd assume it would be uh, a bit like China's one, which is a little bit more restricted. But I didn't have any problem with that at all uh it was interesting um there's not a huge amount of mobiles use out there although there is some uh blue phones a blu was very popular Mm -hmm. and of course it's a very poor country so you can understand why that's the case um i think i might have told you uh in the pub meet but it's essentially everyone there gets a flat rate of income which is about £30 a month. So you can see, even if you're buying a blue phone, it's a big purchase. You know, it's a month's salary. Um, uh, what else? The, the, the blue phones were the ones that did phone home, weren't they? They, were the they ones did that, have um, some that did, yeah. Amazon stopped selling yeah, for a while. Yeah. yeah, I think they sorted that out. But yeah, that there was a little bit of uh, jiggery-pokery going on there. The only modern phone, or properly modern phone, I saw was a taxi driver who had an S8. And uh, if you think about a taxi driver is ferrying tourists around all day and therefore is able to top up his £30 a month 
salary fairly nicely with five pound tips, 10 pound tips, 15, 20 pound journeys. I mean, it was real UK prices out there for a lot of things. And if you're in the mm-hmm. tourist industry and you're getting tips, you know, you're going to absolutely smash that 30 pound a month um, income. Well, yeah, especially if you've got guests like you. Well, you know, I tried not to be too ostentatious out there. Well, I think the trouble is it's very hard not to be ostentatious if you don't actually know what the benchmark is. No, that's right. I mean, I did, um, I gave my um, housekeeper uh, a tip um, for the week and, you know, she was absolutely overjoyed. And you only, I only really thought about it later when I was speaking to people. I was thinking, oh God, yeah, that is, that's quite a lot of money to give to someone who's in theory not earning very much at all so really um you know sobering from that point of view because they're i don't know if it's a bit patronizing to say oh they're really nice people but basically what all i could say is that everyone that i met over there um was really friendly and really nice and, and havana is uh, all sort of um oldie worldie as far as i can gather isn't it, it? it is all yeah the cars are sort of 50 years old the buildings were last renovated 70 years yeah ago. so in the very very center of havana it's like any other modern uh city center you know with modern buildings um cafes uh you know paved uh, you know uh, pedestrian areas and all the rest of it so you wouldn't be able to mm. tell that you weren't in any other capital city but then as you go out a little bit, it gets you get all of the old buildings and they're absolutely um, incredible to look at, you know, and it, near the centre, they're, they're fairly well maintained. As you get a little bit further out the centre, they're really crumbling, like really mm. crumbling. And, you know, they're, they are essentially falling down the further and further you get out of the centre. And, uh, you know, 10 miles out, it's really very run down. So mm. they've got, um, they've only just introduced the capability of people to individually own businesses and to actually be entrepreneurs. Right. Um, so that's now sort of taking off over there. So they do have uh, a bit of private enterprise uh, taking foot. But I don't think, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it's going to change massively if uh, the US lift the sanctions and all the rest of it. And I don't see it. I can't imagine it changing hugely. It probably will for ordinary Cubans in terms of... Um, their uh, incomes will probably increase over time, I guess, with a little bit of trade liberalisation. But then you'll also get the whole Western problem of a disparity between, you know, poor and rich and all the rest of it. So, you know, I guess that's a that's something that's going on at the moment over there and will continue to do so. But yeah, it was a um, fantastic holiday. The amenities and everything were great. The choices in the shops were a little bit limited you know there's very limited uh, number of brands that are on sale out there Mm. the i did test the roaming i couldn't get roaming to work on ee in the v30 but id mobile on the pixel 2 did work and i switched that on for about five seconds and managed (laughs) to use i can't remember what it was it was like was it 10 10 or just under 10 pounds worth of uh, data in 250 kilobytes uh, that it took about five seconds. So I just wanted to check to see if it was working. It did work. The question is, is it really working? It if, it's, if it's that expensive, it's actually unusable, isn't it? Really, it's not. It's, um, it's not working in a conventional sense. You wouldn't say, no. "Yeah, I've got my, I've got my three G or whatever. It's, it, that's all fine. Just send me an email." You'd be thinking, "God, this email will cost me fifty quid." Uh, yeah. Well, they, I think the the um, you could get it for about a pound a meg on EE. Hmm. Which is what we used to pay, isn't it? Really, yeah, yeah. Um, back in the days when you didn't use data. Yeah, 
Well, exactly, yeah. So you could probably... You'd, but the thing is, on a modern smartphone, trying to turn off yeah. well, data... comes back to what it, I said, doesn't it? The things are actually pretty useless without data. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, the LG V30 has a feature called uh, Data Saver. Yeah. And the idea there is that it only allows data to be d- uh, done with the app in the foreground. But because I couldn't get it work to work, I couldn't actually test that feature out. But I think you'd have to use something like that and only dare to uh, open Gmail, basically. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing, isn't it? That you know, that 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 sort of level of cost, you start to resent your spam email, don't you? Because I mean, I, I know I've had a busy day today, and I've got something like eighty spam emails. You think if every one of those is costing me, it's um, it's going to be an expensive hobby. Um, yeah. But anyway, so overall, you were impressed with Cuba. Hotel was all right. Hotel was really good. Yeah, yeah. they food um, good. Food was okay. I mean, it was um, a lot of rice and beans, mm. but I happened to quite like rice and beans. Yeah, so so it was all right. Yeah, yeah and I, I think to be honest, as long as they're cooking food, you know, there, then you know you can't really go wrong. If you if you get stuff that's being cooked fresh, then um, you know. I'm not too I'm not too fussy with the food, so it w- probably wasn't as great as other buffet type um, environments that I've been to on holiday, but it was it was fine. No, all in all, it was an experiment that was uh, worth doing. Yeah, I'd recommend it definitely because you've got that beautiful weather because it's over in the Caribbean. You've got fantastic beaches in the touristy bits, and you've got all that culture available to you as and when you want to consume it. And you know, if you don't want to do it, then it's still a great destination to go to so the uh, the rep said as uh, in one of the meetings that uh, Tui are going to stop going there which would be a real shame because Tui is basically the only option for buying holidays pretty much at the moment mm. I think every brand of holiday that you go on to in the UK is Tui underneath so hopefully that's not true and they do continue to go there yeah you've got to wonder why because it seems to be a fairly popular destination doesn't it I know two or three people have been um not been myself, but yeah, be be. I'm sure. I'm sure it was an interesting experience. As long as you don't go in hurricane season, you'll be fine. No, exactly. So avoid kind of Augusty time. Mm. But the thing is, with the hurricanes, they sometimes they come, sometimes they don't. Yeah. So, and it's cheap at that time of year. Yeah, for obvious reasons. Um, I I got to say, having been in an American uh, hurricane, I don't think I'd want to be. You know, I, I don't think I'd see uh, see it being cheap as a very good trade off. To be honest. No, they're pretty uh, brutal, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I've I've managed to do it twice, and, and both times, um, yeah, it's not a nice experience. Uh, you no. know, even even if you're in somewhere that's you know definitely a proper hurricane shelter, it's yeah, it's kind of sobering. You you open open the door presently and, and go, well, where did that go? But um, yeah, I, I must admit, there's a bit of me thought, yeah, I quite fancy that. It was a bit of a surprise to me when when you went to Cuba though, because. The day before, you'd been talking about going to Goa, hadn't you? So yeah, you, I assume you didn't get on the wrong plane at Gatwick or anything. You no, changed your well, mind. I think this is the this is a lesson: is that no longer is there really any benefit in doing a late booking, mm. uh, do a last minute thing. So I was looking at um, holidays, and I saw the one I wanted, which was in Goa, mm-hmm. and I saw it there in when I was at work. I think I must have been done it at lunchtime, and then I got home to book it, and it had gone. So um, because mm. I only had five days off work, I needed to go from weekend to weekend. Otherwise, it ends up using six days. So I that had these various filters, and it was basically go back to Egypt, which I've done a few times recently, and it's nice and 
I, but I perhaps fancied something a little bit different. And so Cuba was the decision yeah. to go for. Sounds good to me. I mean, you know, the, the pictures, it's got to be said, it was something like minus 12 one day and you were sending pictures of palm trees and the yes. sun was setting over water and just thinking, I hate him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm no. going on holiday again in uh, a couple of weeks. So, Oh, no. Where's I know. Time? It's good, isn't it? Do you know where you're going this time? Going to Spain this time. Yeah? Whereabouts? So Malaga. So I do need to do need for it to warm up a little bit, but obviously out there, you know, data and everything is not uh, no, not, is not a worry. No, no, not at all. Not as long as you're not on EE. Well, I'm on I'm on EE, but I'm on the Max, the four. What do they call it? Four G EE Max, and I'm not sure how much longer I'm on that. To be honest, and I'm a bit scared with well, everything that you're saying about the fact that they're kind of um, deprecating that plan for sim only customers well it, yeah i mean it's interesting that, that when i um changed my phone in january um uh, cutting a long story short i decided to get a new number and, and i just said well i want one like the, like the existing one and the existing one is um uh, a, a max plan um it's got roaming in north america and australia and whatever and yeah and, and i get the new sim and i'm using it for a while and i log on and i discover that it's Ostensibly giving me the same things, except it's not got the same plan name. So I started looking around, and they've removed all of the non-EE um, roaming destinations. So, Non-EU roaming uh, destinations. Sorry, yeah, sorry, non-EU yeah. roaming. Yeah. So you know, you can't go, can't go to Australia, New Zealand, America, or anything like that anymore. Um, and the thing that really irritates me is apparently they've introduced uh, two megabits a second uh, speed cap on roaming data now. Between work and home, I, I use quite a lot of um, uh, roaming data in the course of a year. I, yeah. I, I said a word about that. And so I, I went onto the website and had a look. And, and I mean, this is what I was talking to them on uh, on Twitter this afternoon about. They say, well, there's nothing on the website about restricting it. But there are several people on there going, well, yeah, but look at this screen that's you know, saying what's actually going on. Your system is set to ask for two megabits a second. Um and, and basically, they no longer sell max plans except to people taking out a phone contract. Well, I don't really want a two-year phone contract because there's probably not much chance I'll still have the phone in six months, let alone two years. Um, and so, as far as Simone goes, you can't get a max plan anymore. So, I, I was trying to find out this afternoon if, if this is right, that they restrict the speed uh, when roaming. Um, needless to say, of course, the people who come on Twitter don't know, and they they say they'll go away and find out, and then then don't. And I don't really blame them for that; it's not so surprising. Um, but it looks as though you can't get max plans on Simoni. This is a real shame. Mm, it is because I think you know, whilst it was not massively cheap, that um, max plan from EE I thought was overall the best one, and it wasn't just those additional roaming destinations there's a few other benefits wasn't there there was generally faster speed in the uk oh well that's that's another thing uh the sim only ones are all uh speed restricted to 60 megabits a second in the uk not not that anywhere i go that makes any no, difference i suppose to be honest i mean if they're really sort of saying that the limit is 60 i mean can't imagine you know you're gonna really as you say i can't think of too many times where i've ever got over 60 and if i'm limited to 60 then that's not too bad but it's the thought that they're limiting it and they're treating yeah, I, it as a I, second class service exactly I, i've got to say in honesty i seldom get over 30 i mean i, I live uh five miles from the middle of birmingham uh in 
within 25 miles of me. I'm not sure how many million people there are, but it's it's the second largest conurbation in the UK, and I cannot get more than 30 megabits a second data on any network. It really is absolutely awful. And I mean, John Morris was on Twitter today saying, you know, gosh, it's absolutely terrible in, in uh, Cambridge. Well, welcome to the world outside the M25. Yeah. You know, I, I, I regularly have a situation where apparently I've got some, some reasonably fast speeds, but actually there's... You know, zero going through the uh, the pipeline. It just doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't actually you know, transfer anything. And, and and I was quite quite glad the other day to see that that um, Ofttel has actually got onto uh, three and Vodafone about their failure to be net neutral. Uh, have you seen these sort of packages they're selling you now, where you pay seven pounds a month and you can stream as much Netflix as you like, or you know, various things like that? Oh dear. And and I, I think to myself, this is absolutely what I don't want because I know when. When three was selling unlimited plans, I could use three during the day, and the moment the schools came out, um, you know, yeah, you could have as strong a signal as you like, but you couldn't actually get any data going through because yeah. it was all in yeah. use. And 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 I'm starting to see this now on on Vodafone around here as well. In the evening, you you can't actually use it, and I'm sure yeah. it's these uh, these non-net neutral packages I'm, I'm i'm quite surprised about that as a development because i would have thought we had it banned i'm also surprised to discover that three and vodafone at least are now marketing sims that have no roaming i, I didn't think they were allowed to do that but apparently they are so so you need to be a bit what no eu roaming no eu roaming um, vodafone basics range um, because i was looking at, at one of those for um, for my wife because i'm not going to leave it with ee if they're gonna ee is offered to, so what's, to her is what's to, the loop I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, uh, it, what's the loophole? Yeah, well, it's the same as three do. They they have. Um, is it a set? I knew that actually. I knew that. Yeah, but I thought the three one just knocked off the feel at home countries, but you still got the EU ones. Uh, I couldn't swear to that. I, I'd have to check that. But as far as I understand it, the Vodafone Basics ones don't. In, I'll just just I'll just call it up now. I don't think they include any roaming mm, at all. Very dodgy. And and I I gotta say I find this one a little odd. Rather disappointing as well, if I'm absolutely honest. Um, you know, here we are. Vodafone basic SIM-only deals. Everything you need to know. Uh, new range of budget-friendly SIM-only deals. Um, we'll tell you everything you need to know. What do you need to know? There are three to choose from. Unlimited UK calls. Different amounts of data. Uh, you can tether. So it's all fine on that sort of score. Can I use my Vodafone Basics SIM abroad? No, roaming is not included as part of Vodafone Basics. If you want to make calls on holiday or check out Google Maps to see where you are, you may want to look at Vodafone's higher end, slightly pricier plans. Maybe the EU ruling is if you uh, have roaming, then it needs to be free, and therefore Mm. most plans have roaming. But if you don't offer roaming at all... Then you don't have to offer the EU roaming. I don't know. Mm. Oh, isn't it? I must admit, I was quite sort of. Oh, I didn't think that was allowed. I mean, sure. Because I was surprised that I got it from my ID mobile. You know, the cheap Carphone yeah. warehouse one. It was like a five quid a month uh, tariff. It's a really good one, um, and that has EU roaming. Just because I thought, well, everyone had to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm- but it wasn't. It wasn't just the roaming that that that. EE Max plan gave you because it gave you all sorts of things like uh, BT Sports and yep. uh, Apple Music for six months and all that kind of stuff as well. Yep, that's exactly right. Whereas now uh, they don't. I mean, if I look at the the top SIM only consumer plan, 
Uh, speed restricted to 60 megabits a second. Uh, of this uh, of this package, which is a 40 gigabyte data package, you're allowed to use 15 gigabytes abroad, um, but but 48 European destinations and the list of destinations is EU basically. Oh well. Uh, so so you know everything has gone from anywhere else. So for me, I think it's going to be probably move a, a sim back to to Vodafone, where there is definitely wider. Uh, roaming uh, in in Europe, at least you know places like Turkey and whatever included. Yeah. Um, but more to the point, there's no speed capping, so to, to me that's a no-brainer. But I'm I'm quite sad about it, really. It, 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 you know, I I can see I'm going to be going back to the to learning how to buy a, a sim on arrival, uh, which in some countries is very easy, and in others it's quite hard. I mean, a real a, no, that's a right, real problems yeah. in Spain. Um, in Denmark, I mean, the, the problem in Spain was language. In Denmark, I didn't have any problem at all, but I was told in no uncertain terms it was illegal for somebody without a Danish identity card to buy a local SIM card, which kind of put a stop on that one straight away. Yeah. The good thing about um, the UK is that you can get a SIM uh, and, you know, lob some data on it from any news agents. Mm. Uh, and there's even vending machines in the airports that sell them. I mean, it's like if you're a visitor to the UK, you can be absolutely confident that you're only going to be looking for a local SIM for about five minutes before you bump yeah, into... it's never, never going to uh, take you long, is it? No. You know, whatever you want. So I think that we do quite a good job from that point of view. But yeah, when you're aboard, it can be a little bit awkward. Uh, there's, always, there's a place in... Um, Hagada Airport in Egypt that I always go to to pick up a local sim and uh, I've never been let down by it but it is you know it's a little bit of a pain to do it I always think that it would be a good business idea to uh, for someone to send you a pre-activated pre-verified local sim you know a week before you go on holiday I think that'd be quite a good idea but I'm not sure if that service is available anyway I got a, a quite interesting one that score. I'm going to uh, Athens in the summer, and the hotel I'm staying at was obviously pretty fast off the mark because I, I made the booking on on a well-known travel website. And about 20 minutes later, I had um, an email from them, uh, which was along the lines of, um, "How do you fancy being picked up at the airport? We'll send a, a car for you, somebody with a name board and whatever." Uh, and it works out at something like 14 euros a head. Um, and I know you can get from the airport in, in Athens to the city centre for ten euros fifty on the metro, but of course you then sat on a train which stops twenty times and whatever. I thought this is actually quite a decent deal. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? So, so I, I signed up, and since then they've been sending me emails trying to sell me additional services. You know, would I like to go on this day trip? Would I like to yeah. do that? But one of them is: Would you like our driver to turn up with a, um, a, a prepaid um, a SIM card with three gigabytes of data on it? Oh, might as well. And I thought, I thought, well, I mean, I won't because we've, we've, I've still got roaming in Greece, and and, and so that's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, okay, but, yeah. but but of course, it, it's, it turns out it's an American company doing it. So I'm quite sure if I book transfers elsewhere, the same thing will happen. But I thought, yeah, that really takes the worry out. Of it. Yeah, I'd be willing to pay a small premium for that. You know, Pick, picked up at the airport. Welcome to wherever you are. Here's your goodie bag. There's a map, a bottle of water, which is, I mean, they say you get a map and a bottle of water anyway. You know, here's your local SIM yeah. card. Uh, here's, here's some details of tomorrow night's tour or whatever it might be. I can see why that. Yes, yeah, good service, as a, isn't it? As a, yeah. As a, as a business idea. And, and actually, the only reason I haven't gone for a SIM card is because we have still got roaming this summer. Yeah. But next year, who knows? Well, I yeah, think, anyway. don't we, surely we keep it for the transition period, don't we? Uh, 
Yeah. Do we? <laughs> I mean, it, it would be nice to think so, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's perhaps it's perhaps, perhaps a general question so. if you and I don't get onto that topic on a podcast, isn't it? No, yes, that's <laughs> um, right. But yeah, who knows? I mean, I, I was reading Mobile News uh, last week, and and all the networks are saying they have no plans to introduce roaming. Well, uh, roaming choice. Well, all I can say is that reads to be like we haven't thought what we're going to charge for roaming yet. Yes. Uh, because they're, they're yes. greedy. Uh, I mean, you probably remember like I do, in, in the very early days of, of roaming, you would choose which network you wanted to use because they charged differently. Um, you know, so I remember going to Normandy one time and making sure I was logged on to Bouygues because Bouygues was half the price of, um, was it called Itineris on France Telecom in those days? It's orange now, but you think it's Itineris. Um, and so you always used to make sure that the SIM logged onto the Bouygues signal. But then, of course, it all got, right, sim- yeah. it all got simplified by orange, didn't it? Where, where simplified was a euphemism for everything was increased in price by at least twice. Um, and, and it never really looked back. So I, I'm sure they'll bring back roaming somehow or another. They're bound to. Um, in which case, I think I might be talking to some of my friends in Ireland about getting a three-island SIM card or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, you get a three-island card. And your only real problem is, of course, that you do have some calls that are chargeable then, but it could still be a darn sight cheaper than you getting a, a a roaming bill for when you arrive from, from somewhere. So we'll see. Let's let's hope yes. it's not all as, as bleak as, as it no. might be. It might all be absolutely marvellous, might not it? Let's, let's uh, end on a positive yeah. note of positive feelings that everything will be okay. Yeah, yeah, it'll all be rosy. Uh, the light is at the end of the tunnel. As long as it's not an oncoming train, we're all right, aren't we? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, so, so we've we've recorded our half hour now. Then, uh, James, it's uh, yeah, it's gone. The half hour went quite quickly, didn't it? It did rather, didn't it? Well, yeah, it seemed to be up to nearly an hour actually. So, yeah. I think it's probably about time we wrap this up. Yeah, good to catch up. Cheers, Richard. See you later. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.